Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Fantasy Baseball for Friday, August 16th. I'm Alex Uwe here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. We are here with a big fantasy podcast for the fantasy playoffs. If that is the kind of league that you're playing in, we'll also give you advice for how to finish out your, your roto league season, if that's what you're doing as well. Or if you just want to hang out and you don't play fantasy baseball, but you just like listening to us, then that's cool too. I uh, hope you learned something. Um, we'll be talking about a lot of players and a lot of different situations, injuries, innings restrictions. Um, we'll talk about the players who moved at the deadline, and we'll, of course, set you up with who we think are going to be the biggest impact players down the stretch for your team. So let's let's just get into it, yeah? Yeah, uh, let's get started. So just kind of some general news. Um, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, Aristides Aquino. Who? Who's that? Aristides Aquino. That's a cool name. It's a pretty cool name. He's got a pretty interesting batting stance, faces straight at the pitcher, and he has bombs for the Cincinnati Reds. Ah, how many bombs? Um, what is it? 12 in his... Ah, you were unprepared. He's hit nine home runs nine. in his first... Nine and 12. No, 14 games. Oh, as of yes, he hit nine in his first 14, and he did not homer today. Mm. So I believe that's nine in his nine first 15. 15, Still, 15 games. Still, a lot of home runs. He had a three-homer game. He's been very good as of late. The Punisher is his nickname. That is a very good nickname. Yeah, it's great. And he is unsurprisingly become the trendiest player in fantasy baseball his ownership percent he was less than 10 percent owned and then he hit a few home runs right upon his call up still didn't gain much buzz it was all during that three homer game it all came flooding in at once and now he's a legitimately yeah i believe i watched highlights of his first game this season because he played he had one at bat last season struck out and then he came up again in his first game this season, got a hit in a homer, and I mentioned him to you, and you hadn't heard of him yet. I'm like, oh, that's good. And I still didn't pick him up, and then I looked after a three-homer game, and you had him, so I, I'm kicking myself for that. But yeah, he's been very good. Well, I knew. Oh, I knew what he was capable of. Yeah, no, he's, he's <laughs> great. Um, I, we'll, we'll do a very brief segment um, called Is He Austin Riley or Jordan Alvarez? So is he Austin Riley or Jordan Alvarez? Um, without too much information, I hope he is Jordan Alvarez. No, I don't think he is. But it's okay, um, because only yeah. Jordan Alvarez is Jordan Alvarez. That was a trick question. Oh. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is definitely not a fluke. You know, he's he's able to do this, but he, he will likely be a streaky hitter. Just looking at the strikeout rate and all the other peripherals that we love so much, and, you know, considering... Considering just how the Reds are yeah. as a lineup, it's not a great lineup. He looks a very tri- like your kind of standard young power hitter. Strikes out a lot. Yeah, you know, that trend. But he will definitely be productive. And yes. like I said, it is the home stretch. You need every bit of help you can get if you if you picked him up off waivers. That's big. Um, so he will probably keep hitting homers. Maybe not at this pace. Probably not at this pace. But. You know, that's he's hitting fourth for the Reds every day now. Yeah, and that's that, big. In that ballpark, that's big. It's it's big anywhere, and I think we're gonna move on from him. As exciting as he is, he's our man crush Monday this past week. Yes. Um, 
plug our Instagram, Beat the Shift VP, if you don't already know. And with that, let's talk about pitchers who have just been pitchers. dominating. Let's talk about a guy who's washed up. Um, Clayton Kershaw. Best washed up pitcher in the game right now. Yes. So, I mean, diminished velocities, he's hopping out at 91 right now. But he's gone six full innings or more in each start this year. And he's had 21 starts this year. Unbelievable. That's, he's that's been good. healthy all year. <laughs> and he was probably... Uh, well, he, he started the year with that dead arm issue. He, was he, probably, he started a little late in the year, but he's been healthy since. He was probably the biggest injury risk of any one of the, the ace-tier pitchers out there. And here he is. Once he came back, the most consistent pitcher this year. Two seven something ERA, I believe he has. Yeah, Um, a one struck out eight of the first nine batters against the uh, Marlins yesterday on on Wednesday, including the first seven uh, batters of the game, one shy of the major league record. So close to the record, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I mean he is he's he's been good this year, and he's turned the strikeouts on. He's been great. He's going to be a big discussion point for rankings next year mm-hmm. i mean the rest of the way you have to you know you're not really moving or looking to move kershaw at this point in the year he will he will be great for you the rest of the season yeah. and you will accept it um but here's a guy who is maybe a little bit more of a fringy starter jose quintana in his last outing versus philadelphia struck out 14 batters in just six innings pitched so if you're not very good at math that's 18 outs yeah, that it takes to record six innings, and fourteen of those were strikeouts. That's pretty I, absurd. I think that's good. I think that's I very good. I've never, I've never seen this before. I'm, I'm sure a similar pace must have been had in those legendary strikeout games that the 20 are strikeout the games. twenty strikeout games. Because I mean, those Maybe are seven were. balls put in play. Yeah, so I'm sure it's happened before, and we see it, but. Maybe not from a guy like Jose Quintana, who mm-hmm. has been a little bit streaky this year. Yeah. Not really a huge strikeout guy like he used to be. But now looking at this, are you encouraged the rest of the season for him? Especially just with how bad all other starters in the league have been. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. And you can also look to a guy like you, Darvish, who we'll talk about in a little bit. He's kind of found a groove right now in terms of stuff. So maybe it's rubbing off on Quintana. Mm-hmm. The Cubs pitchers are... Finding something right now that's different. It's always encouraging when a guy has a start, you know, anywhere near this. But we'll see what his you know next start brings and stuff like that. But um, I, you can't be discouraged. <laughs> yeah, no, that it's it's been a a weird run for the Cubs as a team, um, especially this series. Yesterday, uh, Cole Hamels got pounded by the Phillies. Yeah. And we'll also mention the in the Quintana start, they lost. They lost, yes. <laughs> and they lost today behind a great U Darvish effort on a tremendous walk-off grand slam by Bryce Harper. Another interesting, contentious player for next season, but maybe we won't yeah. get into it too much. Uh, again, yeah, we'll another player it. who you you kind of have to just hold and keep faith in. Nobody's ever going to be trading Bryce Harper. Or there's no way to replace something like that so yeah you're just gonna ride him out and see what he can give you he, he's been good in the two games since charlie Manuel took over as philly's hitting coach so he's been good found something yeah he's getting a lot of flack i don't yeah i'm not i don't really understand it fully um what else the yankees yeah let's are still... let, let's I'll, I'll let you rant and go ahead on this okay switching back to hitters 
looking at the ESPN player rare the last fifteen last fifteen days, um, number one isn't very surprising to all of us. Ronald Acuna, he's stealing bases and hitting homers. Um, that's that's what you want in fantasy. But the number two and three guys are two of your like favorite players right now, Giovanni Urshela and Michael Tuckman ranked two and three so far. So I'll let you. Uh, Take, take them right now. Yes, I, there's really not much for me to say. Giovanni Urshela really looks like he's emerged as a legitimate hitting option, you know, in the long term. Um, with what he's doing, he's hitting the ball incredibly hard, uh, is putting up incredible stat cast numbers in the meantime, in the midst of this streak. Um, and of course, the production's there, hitting third for the Yankees. N- nobody would have thought that. And then Mike Talkman has been really good since. Yeah since the start of July, really, and he just hasn't slowed down when everybody thought he would. Yankees, granted, have had a pretty easy schedule lately, a lot of beating up in the Orioles. Um, as I'm sure everybody knows, Glaber Torres is the poster child for <laughs> Bird Haters Monthly, but uh, Mike Talkman is there too, and he, again, out of nowhere, both of these guys out of nowhere, not highly touted hitting prospects at all. Um Talkman will make the the Yankees' decisions very difficult when it comes playoff time when their roster gets healthy again. But for right now, you you hold him, you 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 hang yeah. on to him, you play him. Um, I don't really see a cold spell coming because he still seems like he's seeing the ball really well, and with that much lineup protection, um, which is kind of an underrated aspect of the Yankees' order, even when guys like Aaron Judge. Um, you know, aren't hitting, they're still a really big lineup presence that that kind of uh, changes the dynamic of other hitters. So um, Urshela, I think, is the better long-term asset, if that's what you're thinking of. And then Talkman's just... A, both pleasant surprises, Talkman, especially right now, really just... And I, I can't believe how great the replacements have been for this first place Yankees team. But yeah. you know, there's not there's not too much more to say fantasy wise. I, I wanna keep going. Okay. I wanna <laughs> I wanna go fast. I wanna go fast. Uh, all right, so let's move on to some different topics. Some guys we talked the last time I see podcast was before the trade deadline. And we kinda looked at some guys who could be going new places and if that affected them, so Let's look at some of the guys who are in new places right now. We'll start with Trevor Bauer in Cincinnati. Um, he's made three starts for them so far. Two, well, one, like, okay start, one good start, and then his last start was very bad. Um, he, he has a, the first start was against Atlanta, four and two-thirds, three in runs, four strikeouts, you know, eh. Then against the Cubs, uh, seven innings, one run, three hits, 11 strikeouts. Very good. It's been Bauer all year, and I think... Yeah, and then against Washington, uh, what is that, Tuesday? Or, sorry, Wednesday. Four and a third, nine earned runs on eight hits, and four strikeouts. Yikes, man. That is it's really just not... It's not even surprising anymore. Uh, Bauer's ERA is up to 412, if you can mm-hmm. believe it. Um, he That's has a, been a, good this year. 412 after a, a 0.4 jump. He has um, been good this year, but is so incredibly streaky, and it really hurts you, especially when you're playing those weekly leagues. He's been rip your hair out frustrating for some, 
Still has over 200 strikeouts. He's still doing that. But he's walking so many more batters. And this was a guy who maybe... He definitely wedged his way into like the top 10 starting pitcher conversation at the start of the year. And was talked about a lot as a potential riser. Just based on his arsenal. Based on you know his... And kind of what he did at the end of last year, too. Just everything, yeah. Everything everything was trending upward, and he just ran into a wall. And next year, we'll talk about where he will rank for for draft purposes. The rest of this year, though, I'm I'm not really sure you have any better options. Starting pitcher is such a grim position, and you just have to cross your fingers and pray... That he'll deliver a good yeah, one. I mean, I don't think he. Uh, there's no teams that you can sit him against, because he can go out and strike out eleven batters against anybody. Yeah. But he can also go out and give up seven, eight, nine earned runs against anybody too. It's it's frustrating, man. And we'll we'll have to reevaluate him uh, very seriously going forward. Come next year, yeah. All right. So next guy moved to hitter, also in the NL Central. Nick Castellanos, that you know, that eleventh hour deal that we don't get until after the trade deadline ends. Um, he's been good since he's gone to the Cubs. He's out of Comerica Park, out of that Tigers lineup. Uh, he he's been very good in the month of August, batting three eighty six, four thirty five, seven seventy two slash line. Um, with how many home runs is that? He's got five home runs in the month of August. Um, with eleven in Detroit all year so he's turned it on since he's gotten gotten to a new team yeah he's been great it's been a pleasant surprise again um you know maybe you can foresee a lot of those doubles he's hit turning into home runs he leads the league in doubles still um and has hit seven since yeah, going to the he's, he's just he's just seeing the ball he's well straight raking right he's now. hitting second for the Cubs which is huge so if you if you owned him going into that and you weren't too frustrated with his Tigers performance, then you it paid off. He's hitting three eighty six right now with the Cubs, or since joining the Cubs. Yeah. So, you know, I expect I expect good things. It doesn't seem like Joe Madden has any reason to move him out of that spot in the lineup. Um, all right, keep let's keep yeah. going. Let's move on. Zach Granke with the uh, Houston Astros as we pull him up right here. He's been his. Oh, shoot. He's had two quality starts, six innings, two and runs, six hits in one, seven hits in the other against Colorado and Chicago. You know, a couple teams that aren't the scariest. Two, only two strikeouts against Colorado, six against uh, the White Sox. But he's been solid. He's been good all year. He's one of the, I think he's top five in whip this year, maybe top six. Zach Greinke is Zach Greinke. third. He's whip. third, yeah. I can remember Three of the four... Song leaders in whip in all of major league baseball are on the astros now yeah verlander cole and Grinky, um and then ryu is there as well so i mean zach Grinky is you know is good but again showing that he is not quite a justin verlander level acquisition from that from two years ago that the astros made he's had his stumbles, you know, especially in the last couple years, but now going to a a downgraded ballpark for him, and also going to the American League. These are these are factors, you know. Yeah. Zach Greinke's 
um, less susceptible to to those kinds of things than some pitchers, but um, he'll probably get stung a little bit here. Uh, but at the same time, as we'll get to later, the Astros might not run into that many no. difficult matchups. And, so, and even then, the Astros, they're, they're pitching, I mean, they're pitching coaching, you know, I, I, that sounds weird to say, but just... Yeah, their pitching development is insanely yeah. good. He's, it's a pitching factory down there. And like I said, at a, at a downgraded ballpark in the American League to produce the pitches that they're, that they're producing... Right, and I, that's why I want to talk about Aaron Sanchez more than Granke, who has been around forever, and there's not you can't really teach an old dog new tricks, except unless you're the Astros, and then you do. Um, <laughs> but Aaron Sanchez was having a terrible year for the Blue Jays, yep. and was maybe looked at as a relief pitching option for Houston. Well, starting out a combined no-hitter was Six a good, yeah. good way to to earn a spot in the rotation but since then hasn't been super sharp it will not be going very deep into games six innings was as deep as he could manage in his current state and that's with without allowing any hits yeah. uh, so the walks that, are still not very good there were, there were two walks and hit batsmen in that uh, no hit bid there might yeah and some of that could be an adjustment period you know he is changing his arsenal a lot throwing a lot more curveballs a lot fewer sinkers than he did with the Blue Jays. I mean, it, it is ridiculous. You watch, you, you see the pitch chart of his pitch selection chart, and it is a full cross 180 right. from what he was doing with the Blue Jays in terms of his pitch pitch percentage. Yeah, and he might run into, he might he definitely benefited from that drastic shift in his scouting report, but teams catch on super quick. Mm-hmm. The A's kind of got to him today. Um and yeah. you know, down the stretch, he will be somebody who I look at and really and really want to to dissect the um, the efficiency that he's that he's going with. You know, um, of course, getting swinging strikes is the biggest um, the biggest marker of a of a of a good pitcher or of a trans or truly transformed pitcher, but. I really just want to see him walk fewer batters and start working deeper into games. It's not like the Astros have a great bullpen either, so he he has the opportunity to to become a mainstay in their rotation. Maybe not, maybe not so much because the, by the playoffs they'll want to roll with their. They're three man, maybe, and then maybe Wade Miley, like a modified four man type of rotation. So, essentially, I would mostly just be watching him, but not necessarily starting him in every matchup if it doesn't feel right. Again, there's so few options that he's probably he's probably one of your better options even now. <laughs> uh, it, it is a pathetic pool. Yeah, uh, let's move on to relievers. Um, Shane Green, uh, specifically Braves relievers. The Shane Green was the biggest closer name that got moved after you know the Pirates held on to Vasquez. Uh, Tigers moved Shane Green to the to the Braves. Look like a good move. Shane Green's been solid all year. You know, I mean, obviously it wasn't the best option, but it's what the Braves needed. They needed bullpen stability, and he didn't bring it. He's gotten rocked. No, he's and, been terrible. Yeah. He's been terrible. Chris Martin's been bad. Mark Melanson hasn't been. 
as very bad. good. But Mark Melanson has been the least bad, so he <laughs> is the closer now. Yeah. And I don't expect that to change. Maybe Shane Green gets another crack if Mark Melanson does something outstandingly awful. But, you know, that's there's only so much flexibility that can be afforded. Again, bullpens all over baseball have been just bad, decimated. Bad yeah, the Washington Nationals are keeping pace with their their record, their all-time worst bullpen ever, and Sean Doolittle's gotten into the mix there. And, and, it, and it, just speaking on the Nationals, a bullpen that has pitched the least amount of innings all year. Right, and they don't have they don't have anybody that can replace. Sean Doolittle is still probably one of the better closers in baseball. One of the, don't pitch him against the Mets in the in the top half of closers, um, and just all over the place. You're reaching a point where relievers are facing fatigue. There's no other way to put it, and they kind of lose that that Christmas that crispness. It is, and it's a momentum game. Relievers when they're feeling good, can ride that momentum for a long time. And when they're feeling bad, it, it takes a lot more work to work out of it because you're not throwing a high volume of innings. So we'll see, you know, going forward, um, if, you know, a guy like Shane Green can turn around. But right now, don't don't even worry about it. If saves are the only thing that matter in your league for relief pitchers, get rid of Shane Green and get Mark Mullins and get anybody that's, it's getting Closing. saves right now. Get Matt Albers, who's getting saves for the Brewers because Josh Hader is being used in, you know, the the kind of flexible yeah. lefty role. And role also again. blew three of his last four saves. Yeah, I mean everybody's been getting roughed up. It, it's fatigue. It, it happens every year. It happened last year with Josh Hader too. I don't, I don't know if many people remember that. So that's where relievers stand. They're all pretty bad, but get who will probably be getting saves. Felipe Vasquez mm-hmm. has gotten one save in the last month plus. He has been using it's been four frustrating. innings. Or three plus at this point. Was it three and a third, two thirds? How many outs did he get the other night for the save? It was two. Less than, yeah. He, but, he, but he is somebody who will, you know, he's still one of the top tiers. So the, yeah. it's really... It really he's going to get matter. strikeouts if he's not saving games. Right. Um, one more player one more. with a new home to talk about. Corey Dickerson of the Philadelphia Phillies. Um, kind of an under-the-radar pickup for the Phillies. He's He's been solid. He's been he's been continuing continuing his, you know, solid year. He's batting 324 in the month of August with the Phillies so far. You know, 317 overall average. Um, he has a lower on base right now in, in August because he has no walks, and I assume he has a sack fly, uh, which is fun. But he's he's, he's been solid. I mean, he's been good all year. I don't know really much what else to say. Right. He he has been. Um, he's missed a bunch of time mm-hmm. for various injury-related reasons. But you can't argue with the kind of numbers he's put up with the Phillies. The only thing is that Jay Bruce is back now. So, as you know, that's just another person there that could threaten playing time if he does slip up. But as long as he's hitting like this, he will... He will play every day. Bryce Harper's been leading off some, and Dickerson hitting behind him. But most, more often than not, I believe Dickerson will hit in front of Harper. So that's a really good lineup. Still, uh, not talked about a whole lot. Um, it definitely has its problems, but Corey Dickerson is not one of those problems. No. He's 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 a very streaky hitter, and when he's hot, you have to have him. So get Corey Dickerson. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to 
some injuries or injury news that has happened. Let's start with the guys who have just recently gone down on the IL. Fernando Tatis Jr. is back on the IL. Um, I, I didn't happen to see what it was. We were at the game where he got It was hurt. back spasms. Back spasms? Okay. I'm going to do this segment in like 20 seconds, if yes. that's okay with you. So Fernando Tatis, IL with back spasms. Luis Urias looks to be the replacement shortstop. That could be good for a guy like um, Ty France. Yeah, the yeah. Padres minor leader tearing it up, up tearing it up has been playing Triple second base in the minors, so could be in preparation mm-hmm. for that. Uh, Luis Urias also doing a little better this uh, stretch in the big leagues. Before it's not really when it's when success. it's when it's good that his average is up to about one sixty one seventy. That shows you how bad he was. And it's, it was bad earlier, but he's he's a legitimate yeah. prospect. He he's a above average hit tool guy. Not a lot of power. Um, and we'll be playing shortstop with a little more security than before. Uh, Jeff McNeil, who is absolutely destroying the baseball too, unfortunately hamstring injury. Uh, we'll sideline him. Don't know how long, but the Mets will will persist. J.D. Davis has been great for them. Yeah, uh, that's going to be big. Pete Alonso has um, gotten back on the the home run train, and. You know now there's there's another big hole in that lineup, but um, we'll see if they can continue to get enough production from all over the place. Obviously, Garcia with the Rays is on the IL, and they have had a rough time. Yeah, that's an oblique strain. That's, that's... he's probably he's probably done for the year if yeah. I were to guess. Um, they do have Kiermaier back now. Fan is playing through a hand injury, which is concerning. But he did homer. He, he still crushed the ball off the third deck of the yeah, Western he's, Metal Building. In he's Park still a really good and patient hitter. So Batting second in that line. I just don't like having players like Pham and Pollock who are really good when they play but don't play. will maybe play three games out of the week. That's really hard to do for the fantasy playoffs. Mm-hmm. You have to be careful with guys like that. Um, Garrett Cole was scratching his last start. We'll probably make the next one, though. That would have been nice to get a start against the White Sox, though. Yeah, that, that was a sore right hamstring. They, they expect, him to be, expect him to be ready. I don't think he's thrown a bullpen or, like, live no. BP yet. But he he probably... It, it's it's all precautionary. Max yeah. Scherzer will be back soon. Has been throwing, felt good. Won't go on a rehab assignment, but will probably be on a limited pitch count in his first or, you know first couple starts back. And Andrew Heaney's back for the Angels. They have a real pitcher again. <laughs> it's been a while. So that's yeah. pretty much all the injury news. Nelson Cruz also, who's injured, apparently will play again this year. He <laughs> ruptured a, a tendon in his in his like in his hand or wrist or something. Ooh. But apparently it's not serious enough to, to end, this end this season. Yeah. So shocking. Uh, but he might be a non-factor if it really hinders his performance so there's that to look at innings restrictions these are just another few players to keep an eye on chris paddock we've known for a long time will be on a innings Mm -hmm. restriction he's just past 100 innings this year might be around 110 now um but he is there's no there's no exact dates for any of these guys you just have to be ready in a moment's notice to uh to be without him for the rest of the season. So he'll be good when he pitches. He, he gets spaced out a lot, probably won't have any two starts week, two start weeks. Same with uh, Dustin May. Dustin May, yeah. 
for the Dodgers, who will probably be pitching out of the bullpen some this next month, as that will probably be where he is in the playoffs, and also they just have too many starters to... Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, to he could easily be their fourth starter, depending upon I think how Rich Hill comes back. He's supposed to come back sometime in September. Yeah, off of a forearm strain. But but um, again, good option. He's been really good. Yeah, so far. May's nasty. Yes, um, hard throwing right hander with even more impressive hair. Yes, and Domingo Herman has also been talked about as a wins leader. player, leader in wins right now. Yeah. Um, as a player who will be on an innings restriction, but Aaron Boone says they don't have a plan in place yet. So that's, if they, that's if they did have one, I think we know be, about it by now. Yeah, it might be a, another kind of case where they just skip a start here and there, give him a lot of rest, and you know just keep him fresh for the playoff run. So that's it for the innings restrictions that's most most of like the newsy type stuff Mm -hmm. that we wanted to do um the rest of this will be advice for for your specific type of league so if you're in a roto league first of all um the main strategy and it's a really hard thing to do is to not be attached to the stats that were and only look at the next six weeks because that's all that matters of course keeper leagues and all that matter you know these are external factors but if you need to win a, a your roto league you have to look at what categories you need help in and target those on the waiver wire and it might take you dropping some really good players players you drafted very high and you just have to be okay with that and some people by this point are in situations where they're comfortably in a or they think they're comfortably in a spot in their in their standings but it can turn around it it really can six weeks is a lot of time look at what category you can make up the most ground in and go all in for it so that's the biggest roto strategy i feel like you were talking exactly about me right now I'm. Sh- I. I hope I'm talking about exactly everybody. <laughs> I, I can't relate because the roto league that I play in, I'm just demolishing everybody. Yes, it is demoralizing. So I'm just. I'm, and I, I'm and having like, a good time. I, I want to share my my secrets. And you agree with me that like it's not like I think I'm safe. You look at the standings. I'm well into a solid. Right, space. but you can look. Uh, yeah. Take my advice. You can oh, yeah. look at certain. You can go into the full season stats on ESPN anyway I'm sure any fantasy league and you can see the gap between you and the next closest player whether it's a counting stat or a ratio stat you can see that and if you're close anywhere say all right screw it I, if I can get a point or you know a few points up in, in a certain area that nobody else is paying attention to then do it so the playoffs for head-to-head leagues are more intense because each week individually matters and it's very schedule dependent it matters for roto too a little bit but there's two teams both american league teams who have schedules that really stand out um for both hitters and pitchers i would try to get as many players from the twins and the astros as possible the twins um this 
So basically, strength of schedule, uh, one way to do that is by looking at the win percentages of the teams that they have to play the remainder of the season. So rest of season, the Twins are playing teams that average a 44% win percentage. So that's well under 500 for those of you who can't do that math. And the Astros, 48% similarly, also under 500. And those are all already really good teams. Yeah. So it's it's crazy. The Twins in particular, for your head-to-head purposes, um, weeks 23 and 24, so those are the next two weeks, as well as weeks 27 and 28. So four of the last six weeks of the season are all against the White Sox, Royals, and Tigers. Those are the only teams that they play in those weeks. You have to get as many hitters yeah. as possible for them. And um, in, in terms of hot hand plays, Jose Barrios is looking like... I, I would not be shocked if he ended up one of the, the five best pitchers in all of fantasy baseball down that stretch. He's had problems in the past with fatigue, um, and that's been reported. But hopefully as he's developed, he's learned how to address that um, manage himself a little bit better. And those matchups are too good, even if he's not on his A game, to uh, to pass up. So Jose Barrios, Jacob Rizzi, who has had a really rough stretch after a really good first half. But again, these matchups are just too good. Mm-hmm. And even and Kyle Gibson, another guy. These are players who might be available even, just based on how they've been pitching lately. So uh, really big implications from the schedule. Uh, and then the hitters for the Twins, Luis Arias has been playing every day, rookie for them. He's a more of a contact guy. Um, has been really impressive. Almost twice as many stri- uh, walks as strikeouts in the big league so far for him. And he's maintained what he's doing. He, he hits for a high average. That's what he does. Uh, hopefully the and production numbers... Score a lot of runs. I believe he's hitting at or near the top of the lineup. He... he might be maybe not maybe not but a good option nonetheless who might be available in a lot of places that's mm. that's mostly what i what i want to help with miguel sano um you know take a take a flyer on him he's he's made some waves lately but hasn't really made a big splash but is going to be facing plenty of bad pitching for you to find out uh, what kind of hitter he can really be so give that a lot of weight the astros similarly only have nine games out of their 37 remaining games in those final six weeks against teams that are over 500. So they play the Angels a lot. They have 10 more games against the Angels. Yeah. I imagine just a lot of their uh, division uh, matchups. Yeah, they, have, yet to they play. have plenty of their division matchups left. And it looks really good for them. So yeah. they already have, you know, three of their... Their five pitchers are universally Again, owned. a lot of the Astros should be owned But go somewhere. for Wade Miley yeah. and Aaron Sanchez. Mm-hmm. They might be the best options out there. Wade anyway. Miley, I think, is a very good value, value play. Yeah. Like for a guy down the stretch who's going to get you some innings and uh, yeah, some some quality innings and, at that. And similarly, with their hit, similar problem with their hitters, just a lot of players who already owned. Jose Altuve has been uh, electric the second half of the season. He's, he's fully back. The power stroke is there. He's still not running but you don't care at this point because he's hitting so well. George Springer is back. Uh, Yuli uh, Gurriel has been on a, te- on a tear for, for ages now, and it will keep up. 
So, you know, if he's probably one of the more gettable players on the Astros. He's sitting seventh for them, um, which is absurd. Yeah, that's how that, deep that lineup, lineup is. Yeah. I mean, um, what's surprising? One of the best teams in baseball is a deep lineup. Right. <laughs> but it's it's scary deep. So, of course, all those players. Jordan Alvarez, I, I'm really excited to see what kind of numbers he finishes the season with, wishing him good health. So the Astros and Twins looking very fortunate the rest of the way. The National League, unsurprisingly, in terms of uh, opponent win percentages, is a lot more balanced because the National League is just a lot more balanced yeah. in terms of the, those, those races are a lot tighter. But something from a schedule perspective to keep in mind for National League teams, those pitchers in particular are the best options to have. I would exclude the Dodgers there because they are pretty secure in their playoff run and they will be mm-hmm. giving guys rest and they will be in uh, maintenance mode. But uh, outside, the rest outside of, of Kershaw, Ryu, and Bueller, you're not going to get consistent starts out of. You're not going to get consistent starts out of them. They're they're probably going to pitch six. You know they'll they'll push their starts back. They'll they'll yeah. do whatever they, they want to they, do. They, they just kind of fancy my they can. On, uh, Ryu. Yeah, they they you have to be careful with Dodgers pitchers. The rest of the National League though, really great options. Um, you Darvish, we talked about earlier. He I think he's going to be one mm-hmm. of the best the rest of the way. Has one of the best strikeout to walk rates since the All Star break. And this is the guy who was walking batters at a at an unhealthy rate. Yeah, it was raising that, my cholesterol. That, that's a way to put it. Unhealthy. Yeah, and Aaron Nola has also been very good for the Phillies. The, these teams that are in playoff races will be going right up to the buzzer, just like you will be for your fantasy team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Chris Bassett for the A's too. Just another pitcher that I yeah, want to throw been... out there. He's been good lately um, against a couple of tougher matchups. Milwaukee and Houston in there has had decent starts against them. He's been relatively solid all year. I, mean, I think I, he's I, the best. I think he's the best starter on the A's. That's yeah. I I wouldn't necessarily disagree with you. I mean, I've had him for a couple months now. Kind of picked him up mm-hmm. just because he was solid and he's kind of been solid since. Yeah, and again, thick of a, a wild card race. Yes, so he will be. Crucial. And then Brian Reynolds for the Pirates continues to hit as well as Justin Turner and Will Smith for the Dodgers. Justin Turner's found his power stroke. These are just a few players who will be, in in my opinion and Ray's opinion, big difference makers down the stretch, like leading leading your team type type of production potentially. Will Smith, top three catcher in baseball for you. Uh, I yeah, I mean, I could I could say that he just got the power stroke, fa- fastest Dodger to nine home runs. It's good. He games. has a twenty nine on the year now, I believe, in the minors and in yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know his, his minor league uh, home run numbers, but I believe that's the number. Very good. He has twenty something RBIs already in like about the same amount of games. So yeah, this is this is big production from a catcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he he might entering next year be in that. That Sanchez, Real Muto, Rundall range. Um, he's that good. That is where we're going to stop. I'm, yeah. I'm going to call it. We're pulling the plug on this kind podcast. Of, yeah. I think we got, we got everything we want to do. Kind of, uh, I mean, it was a while since we did a fantasy, but we, I think we got everything we want to get out there in terms of getting everybody ready for their playoffs. We certainly playoffs. did. If you are looking for even more fantasy help, or just interested, check out our fantasy rankings. Uh, they're my fantasy rankings. You guys know about that. Yeah, the, um, they are on our website, beattheshiftbaseball.com. 
slash rankings if if you want to get specific. If you want to go, if you just want, if you want to go straight there. If you want to click any other tabs and you just go straight to the URL, it is slash straight rankings. there, top three hundred. But it is also as well as position our... rankings there. Yeah. And ask us your questions on Twitter at beattheshiftbp or Instagram or anywhere Facebook. Uh, we want to answer the them. best of our ability. Yeah, we're not a weekly show anymore, but we we still want the questions. Yes. and we'll answer them. Or you can email us beattheshiftbaseball at gmail All right, that is it for today. Thank you, everybody. One last time, as always. Ray. Peace. Peace.